Section 29 of the Watergate Report, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Final Report of the Senate Select Committee on Presidential Campaign Activities, Volume 2, Section 29. H. March 25th Price Support Decision and the Aftermath. On March 25th, the USDA announced the decision to raise the price support level. The reaction to the increase was immediate. Many officials at the Department of Agriculture were shocked and disheartened. The milk producers were elated, and within one week, initial steps were taken to contribute $250,000 to the President's campaign. 1. The March 25th Announcement The March 25th announcement of the price support increase was issued in the form of a press release. OMB Assistant Director Rice said that he and Whitaker reviewed the release before its issuance, although the announcement was prepared and issued with apparently little or no consultation with the line officials at USDA responsible for the price support program. The USDA release, setting the price support level at $4.93, or approximately 85.1% of parity, presented the following single justification. Secretary Hardin stated that there is a constant analysis of the milk production situation, and that farmer costs have escalated sharply, particularly in concentrate feed, which has gone up $10 to $20 per ton. Farmers have no way to cut other costs to compensate for those which have risen. As discussed above, the increase in farmer costs had been argued to Hardin prior to the March 12th decision not to increase price supports. Moreover, there had been, in fact, no new economic data developed by either USDA or the milk producers between the first and second decision, and the USDA line officials normally responsible for price support matters had no input in the constant analysis to which Hardin referred. Although Undersecretary Campbell could not point to any specific reconsideration of the economic data at the department, he observed that reasonable men could arrive at different conclusions on an appropriate price support level on the basis of economic data available in march nineteen seventy one on march seventh nineteen seventy two hardin executed an affidavit in the civil case of nader v butts in which he presented his account of the circumstances of and the reasons for the second decision he stated that the decision to set the price support level at $4.93 per hundredweight was based entirely on a reconsideration of the evidence on the basis of the statutory criteria. He specifically denied that the decision had been based on any consideration other than those outlined in his affidavit. However, he made no reference whatsoever to the fact that it was the President who announced the decision at the afternoon meeting on March 23rd, which Hardin attended and that the President's decision was based, first and foremost, on grounds other than the economic merits. Sidney Cohen, the ASCS official responsible for preparing milk price support dockets, and who prepared the docket for the March 12th decision, was not involved prior to the March 25th public announcement in the preparation of either the press release or an amended docket, a procedure he considered somewhat unusual. When Cohen was asked shortly after March 25th to prepare an amended docket after the decision was announced, he was told he was to keep it as brief and simple as possible. He complied with a two-page docket, including a one-paragraph justification, which referred to increasing labor, waste disposal, and other costs on dairy farms, 
but not specifically to harden sole justification in the march twenty fifth press release rising feed costs the docket was not approved by the ccc board until may twelfth nineteen seventy one according to u s d a officials including cohen don parlberg director of agricultural economics and clarence palmby assistant secretary for commodities this was the first time in the history of the milk support program in which an increase was announced before the original level was implemented and given an opportunity to take effect cohen's aide s e t bogan says there was a certain amount of shock and unhappiness at usda over the decision and usda economist anthony mathis says that those who worked on the original docket were horror-stricken and that there were no technical reasons for the reversal parlberg was particularly upset because he felt at the time and still did when he testified before the select committee that the decision was not economically justified and that it put Harden in the most embarrassing situation of being reversed in so short a time by industry action. Parlberg was also deeply concerned because of the rumors that milk producers' money had played a role in the administration's reversal. Parlberg explained his concern as follows. I am an official of this government, and I like to think that decisions are made on the basis of the merits of the case, or on the basis of political forces as they customarily operate and as they are accepted, and the departure from, or the indications of departure from that kind of deportment was a matter of concern to me. Parlberg received what he considered indications of departure from customary deportment, when, some weeks after the decision palmby told him that contributions to president nixon's re-election campaign was a factor in the reversal although palmby did not recall such a conversation and says he knew of no such facts he did say that he felt bad about the reversal and may have spouted off about its effect on then pending international trade negotiations Parlberg, who has known Palmby for over 15 years, and who testified he did not believe it was Palmby's habit to engage in loose talk, took the conversation quite seriously, and told only his wife about it. Since Parlberg felt that there was nothing more he could do about the matter, and that it was particularly difficult and unpleasant for Hardin, he never discussed it again with either Hardin or Palmby. Whether or not Palmby had any basis for the remark he appears to have made to Parlberg, the fact that such a remark could have been made and accepted is indicative of the effect the price reversal had on the morale of the Department of Agriculture. 2. Milk Producer Reaction to the Decision In light of the circumstances surrounding the milk price support increase, it is understandable that, like some USDA personnel, the milk producer officials who had participated in the events leading to the decision apparently believed there was a quid pro quo. In a letter to a farmer member of Mid-Am, written a few days after the decision, Hanman stated, Mid-Am and Ampey, with some help from D.I., got this reversal from the Nixon administration on the price support level, and I can assure you that the TAPE and ADEPT programs, as well as SPACE, D.I.'s program, played a major part in this administrative decision. This just proves that a minority, regardless of its number, if it is well organized, dedicated, and adequately financed, can prevail. William Powell, president of Midam, and one who attended the meeting with the president, was even more blunt in a letter to another dairy farmer in assessing the impact of the dairy trust contributions. 
the facts of life are that the economic welfare of dairymen does depend a great deal on political action if dairymen are to receive their fair share of the governmental financial pie that we all pay for we must have friends in government i have become increasingly aware that the sincere and soft voice of the dairy farmer is no match for the jingle of hard currencies put in the campaign funds of the politicians by the vegetable fat interests labor oil steel airlines and others on march twenty third nineteen seventy one along with nine other dairy farmers i sat in the cabinet room of the white house across the table from the president of the united states and heard him compliment the dairymen on their marvelous work in the consolidating and unifying of our industry and our involvement in politics he said you people are my friends and i appreciate it two days later an order came from the u s department of agriculture increasing the support price for milk to eighty five percent of parity which added from five hundred to seven hundred million dollars to dairy farmers milk checks we dairymen cannot afford to overlook this kind of economic benefit whether we like it or not this is the way the system works within one week after the price support increase one tape took steps to lend adept fifty thousand dollars to contribute to republican committees the subject matter of the earlier louisville airport meeting with elijah and two one hundred committee names were sent by harrison to nelson for a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar contribution to be made for the president's re-election within a month's time tape checks were drawn each for twenty five hundred dollars to seventy-six of the committees although these checks were voided and the process eventually took several more months to complete by september nineteen seventy one tape had contributed to seventy-five committees and the other two dairy trusts to eighteen for a total contribution of two hundred and thirty two thousand five hundred dollars to ninety three committees a more detailed discussion of these contributions is presented below in section five b in the course of this contribution activity there were repeated references by the milk producers to the fact that these contributions were part of a commitment which according to some was made in exchange for the increase by the president for example in the course of preparing to make those contributions to the president's campaign in april several weeks after the price support decision sarah besdeck bob lilly's secretary says she was told by lilly that this is what we agreed to do to get the price support raised and this is the way they the republicans wanted it marion harrison in a letter to nelson in june nineteen seventy one forwarding the names of some of the first one hundred committees for the series of two thousand five hundred dollar contributions stated sometimes it is difficult to honor a commitment when questioned concerning his understanding of the circumstances of the commitment harrison testified mr weitz do you know whether the matter of political contributions or this commitment or intention was ever discussed with any representatives in relation to the milk support mr harrison not to my knowledge mr weitz no one ever told you about any conversation mr harrison no mr sanders do you know of any facts that would prove or tend to prove that the march twenty fifth nineteen seventy one decision to raise the support level for milk was based on any promise agreement understanding or commitment that the dairy trusts or any of their affiliates would provide funds to a certain level for the re-election of president nixon mr harrison i know of no such fact 
gary hanman in a report to the adept committee in september 1971 referred to the fifteen thousand dollar adept contribution to six of those same one hundred committees as part of the continuing commitment which we had with the administration hanman explained his use of the term commitment mr weitz and the contributions that were in fact made by adept were made as a part of the general commitment to the president or in support of the president and not in exchange for or as part of the commitment specifically for the milk price support decision in 1971 mr hanman that's right in september 1971 after the contributions were made and adverse publicity arose with regard to a possible connection between the price support decision and the contributions ted van dyke one of ampey's consultants cautioned parr about ampey's activities according to van dyke parr explained that they made the contributions to the president because they had no choice they felt they had to do it looking back on their effort in march to secure an increase george Marin says that nelson observed that of all the people on the white house staff the one that could really make the ball move was mr Schotner. the milk producers also were willing to show their gratitude to john Connolly, approximately one month after the favorable price support decision as discussed in section five a ampey delivered ten thousand dollars in cash to jacobson who indicated it was for Connolly's use later in the year another five thousand dollars was allegedly delivered to jacobson for the same purpose three white house treatment of the commitment after march twenty fifth a number of white house memos beginning shortly after the price support increase was granted indicate that white house and fcrp officials anticipated a substantial amount of money from the milk producers and concluded that a new pledge had been made by the milk producers to contribute as much as ninety thousand dollars each month beginning on april first just one week after the price support increase in the months that followed haldeman met with dean to discuss what was to be done with the milk money throughout there was a concern about concealing the fact that the milk producers were substantial contributors to the campaign ultimately as discussed below the 1971 contributions were publicized and speculation of a possible quid pro quo ensued only then late in 1971 and early 1972 were the contributions first discontinued for a time and then finally cut off just prior to april seventh nineteen seventy two the effective date of the new campaign disclosure law end of section twenty nine